Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hello everyone, hope you're all doing well today. Thank you for coming back for another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I am really, really happy that you've joined us again this week. Um, Joining me today is a wonderful lady. Her name is Janine Cassidy. Uh, Let's give her a warm welcome. Hi Janine, how are you today? So great, so great. I'm so happy to finally meet you. I know, you. I'm so excited. This is so fun. I feel like I've known you, but now, you know, we get to really connect as friends. So thank you so much for having me. I feel exactly the same. No, thank you. Thank you. The honor is all mine to have you on here. Um, so Janine is a health and wellness coach. She specializes in beach body accountability and fitness. Um, Janine is very passionate about helping others find their inner voice, discover how strong they really are, and help people work through all their fears, doubts, and self-sabotage. So I'm really excited to have her on today. I think she's going to help a lot of us who are going through that and suffering with, uh, you know, maybe some negative thoughts about ourselves. So thank you so much, Janine. Yes, of course. So maybe we can start with just, you know, how your story began. What was your childhood like? Well, you know, like? it's, it's, it's funny because I, in, in thinking about what I was going to say with you today, um, childhood was the first thing, you know, and childhood is such an impressionable time. Um, you know, it's just a time that shapes and forms our thoughts, our behavior, beliefs, most importantly, self-image a lot of times, boundaries, dreams, and goals. So it's, it's, you know, you don't realize Mm -hmm. that until you start as an adult looking back of trying to figure out, Hey, how did I get in this place? You know, why do I think and feel this way? So those formative years can truly shape our foundation for the rest of our lives. You know, it's a very complex part of our, of our life and psyche. Um, so my beginnings, um, just to give you a little background, I'm a middle child. I don't think I have middle child syndrome, but it it sort of depends on who (laughs) you speak to. Um, I have an older brother and a younger sister. Um, I'm Irish, Italian, and Catholic. That's, that's my whole scoop. And I'm originally from uh, the Philadelphia area. I live in Orlando, Florida now, but I am part of the Philadelphia family up there. Um, you know, the, the, biggest memory that came back is feeling blessed to be guided by my older brother. Um, He was my best friend. He was my confidant. Uh, Always my comic relief to this day. No one can make me laugh like he can. Um, He was my mentor, coach, and protector. And um, why that last word is, is so important is my father was a very bad alcoholic when we were children. Um, and there was constant shouting during his drunken episodes. Um, and 
the way our house was was um, situated is my parents bought a duplex. So their apartment sort of was downstairs and the children were upstairs. Um, so my mom would lock us upstairs when my dad was having his bad episodes to really protect and shield us. Um, so during the sober times, um, you know, it was spent ensuring we achieved excellent grades, um, really grooming us to be overachievers. And um, that was with sports, I was in dance, and um, also ultimately the utmost respect for, for him, my mother, and the outside world. So it was that, that constant, um, you know, you don't wanna fall short of any expectations from inside and outside. And then my mom's side, she, she, it was interesting. She, she's the Italian one. Um, and <laughs> their, their whole world was about appearance. So it was about how pretty you look, how in shape you look. So, you know, we had a lot of different things on both sides, you know, as well as she was, a, she's a retired school teacher. So academics was also very important to her. Um, you know, mm. my mom and dad were the first ones to go to college from their families. So that education was vital. It was their belief that you needed to have that formative um, education and excel to really have the best opportunities in the world. And it's sort of their mindset from that background. You know, it's not about being mm -hmm. entrepreneurs really all the time in that, that generation. So, um, you know, really it was a cesspool of image, looks, intelligence, and being the perfect child in and out, um, both at school, home, and in the public. So, um, you know, you start to really develop that, trying to be the you know that perfect equation for a lot of pressure self-criticism and self-sabotage so it's a lot of pressure yeah and i think that's you know sort of was my foundation um then i also uh was a horrific asthmatic as a child you know they treated a lot of of my symptoms with um steroids such as prednisone so you go through the cycles of, of gaining and bloated and being bullied and made fun of, and then you lose the weight and you get all of that, you know, recognition of you look great. So you start that balance in your head. I'm better and people like me when I'm a thinner version of me. So, um, so not, and not as a surprise, I developed an eating disorder when I was in sixth grade resulted from having pneumonia and um, not being able to really keep anything down, the joys of being sick, you know, you're just sort of constantly in the bathroom. Yes, yes. And I noticed how much weight I lost. And when I went back to school after two weeks, all the girls in the class were saying how beautiful I looked. My dance teacher, who was always about image, finally said, you, you know, we're not embarrassed to have you in a costume for, for the recital. Aww. So it was, um, that, that was, that was me, you know, it wasn't about, uh, really internal love. It was all that outside recognition, you know, and, 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 you know, being loved by everybody and how they felt about me and how I appeared. So, um, so that, you know, the eating disorder, I mean, it went through grade school, high school, college, and then into my 20s and 30s. I mean, I really struggled up and down with that. Um, you know, and by chance, one of my roommates in college happened to be a really bad bulimic and anorectic person. So, 
you know, the, the joys of fate is such that, you know, I, I didn't want to be that extreme because she was really an extreme, um, mm. you know, going through a lot of hardship with that. Um, but I still couldn't get it together, you know, and I went through counseling. Um, so funny at the school I went to, so it was Jesuit priests and they decided that I should go for counseling. It was a family decision and my family physician. And, um, so here I go for my first session with this cute little Jesuit priest that maybe weighed 90 pounds. And he was hysterical. Okay. He said, I have, don't even know what to talk to you about, about weight loss because I need to gain weight but let's just be friends, you know? <laughs> so, and I loved it. And, he, you know, we would laugh and we, I'd keep a journal and we would just talk about things. So it's that constant humor that really was infused through my life that although things were bad, I don't, I think it was maybe God upstairs saying, it's okay, there's humor, you know? And he always aligned mm. me with some kind of comic relief if you took the time to look at it and recognize it, you know? Because you have to be in tune to that. You really do. So then I just felt like, um, you know, there was just intermittent times of, of, of following a healthy diet and, you know, being in tune with exercise, um, coupled with upsets of body image that it was just that constant cycling, you know? you get on track and then somehow you get a glimpse of yourself in a mirror or somebody says something to you and you cycle right back again, you know? And um, I know in my mind, I always understood it was about healthy eating, exercise, or the keys to the long-term success. But I also knew that um, it had to be a conscious decision to turn things around with self-love and acceptance. Um, you know, small yes. and steady steps, um, patience with, you know, process and knowing obstacles and setbacks are, are just part of the equation, you know, I mean, there's just no easy way for life, you know, it's, it's, and just when you think you have it together, that little fireballs thrown in, in your path and you're just like, wow, like, how did this happen? I was doing so good, you know? And I just felt that this had, this was a calling for me. This was a passion, you know? I know that um, I wanna work with people and, and, and I want them to understand, I identify with, um, you know, understanding all of what they're going through, you know? I, I know more important than weight and, and exercise is that foundation of self-love and understanding you have to reset your own foundation. You have to get deep and you have to really turn it around and, and really work with yourself to say, I'm the one that has to love myself first. And that's hard. That's mm. hard, especially if we're used to getting validation from an outside world. And it's very easy to do that in, our, in today's world. I mean, it's, you know, finally we're getting to a part in this world where it's about who and what you are and not what you appear to be, you know, I mean, just, they're just transitioning with, you know, Victoria's Secret models and all these models. It's about being you. But I think that's what, um, you know, really got me passionate about this is, okay, I know that my foundation was rocky at best. There has to be a commonality with that, with other people. And um, I think I just really, that's why I started doing even my health coaching business on the side while I was working full time. I remember my first client, I just walked in and I'm like, wow, this, this woman 
just mm. is just terrified of everything. I really need to work with her to find her inner voice and strength. And then from there, we'll deal with all the muck of her life, you know, and, and sorting it out. So, um, you know, my, my joy is, is really helping people identify what's happening in their life, what their goals are, because it's not my goals, it's their goals for them. Um, and then really helping them be accountable, you know, helping them grow and be, um, you know, on track with that, because sometimes, you know, hard work, it's easy to sort of say, I'll work on it tomorrow. So, so the uncomfortable part of my job is, is sort of being in your face in a loving way, but, you know, being accountable and then being their cheerleader. I mean, that's the most amazing part when they start mm, to see that. themselves grow and they're so proud of themselves and seeing them also sort of use, you know, the tips that you gave them to help others in their life. I'm like, that's, that's a team. Yeah, what a great so I feeling. think it's the baby steps and, um, you know, and, and I, I still grow. Every day you're growing. I mean, you wake up bloated and you have the old little, you know, like mindset, you know, you're, yeah. So I think my passion right now is really digging deep and it's, and it's not just the fitness piece, you know, Beachbody is also about being accountable. It's about nutrition. It's about exercise, but it's also about mindset and personal development. That really goes hand in hand with my own side practice. I mean, it's just a mirror image of it. And it's, you're seeing it's mind, body, and soul. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. And, and making sure that you continue to feed that inner spirit because it can get really crushed and very easily so yeah it really yeah, all is really very connected is. isn't it i heard you say so many things like when you were telling your story it's incredible how other people's opinions of us yes. change how we feel about ourselves like, I'm curious, before people started sort of rejecting you because of the prednisone and then you gained the weight, how did you feel about yourself? Did you feel fine with it until other people I said you weren't fine? I always felt bad. Like, I was always a happy child, a, a wanting to keep peace. I mean, that's still my role in my family is keeping peace among everybody and, and yeah, <laughs> and, Same here. And, and finding the fairness in it, you know, like I can love you, but if I'm, if I'm thinking you're wrong, I'm just going to say like, well, you know, we probably could look at the situation in a different light or let me infuse from the other perspective, maybe how that other person's feeling. But I wasn't that loving to myself. It was total belief. I mean, I had, cousins that would make fun. I hated going to family functions because I always felt so fat. And, and it's sad because they didn't know what went on behind the scenes. They didn't know how hard it was to get ready for maybe a family party or a family gathering and changing into a trillion outfits because no matter what, you still didn't like what you saw inside. Mm. And you sort of identified with, you know, they love me by what I look like. And I think that's very common in our, like we're from the same generation. And I think it's very, very common. It's tough too, because when you grow up in a family where you were saying your dad was a drinker, um, sometimes you're having a bad day at home. And if you have to go to a family function, it's hard to just change that mentally too. Because maybe you just, you're emotionally, it's draining yes. because I understand. Yes. And um, 
you know, it's hard to go from, you know, things that are happening at home to, okay, let's put on this mask, not only on the outside of what we look like, but on the inside as well. Right. So it's tough. It's tough being around certain things and I can relate with that. And, um, yeah, it just, you know, I hear so many stories about, yes, we might not love ourselves very much, or maybe we're not really aware of how much we dislike ourselves until other people keep saying, like you said, you had some bullying at school and, and it just, you know, I'm just, do you ever wonder, do you ever go back and wonder if people hadn't bullied you and hadn't made fun of you, if you would have actually had that eating disorder? Because it sounds like your dance teacher and all those people really enabled you to feel bad about yes, yourself. Yes, absolutely. I go back all the time. I actually had an older cousin who also had an eating disorder. And when I got mm-hmm. sick and lost all the weight, encouraged me to keep up with it. And I kept it silent. My parents didn't know about it until um, my brother in high school told um, his guidance counselor. And they called my school and brought me in to the guidance counselor and asked, you know, about the situation. Of course, I lied. I mean, why would I admit that? You know, I mean, it was embarrassing. And you were young. You were young. Yeah, and I was private. I didn't want anybody, you know, you had so much drama going on in your home life. Nobody would ever know that was going on. I mean, talk about, like you said, you know, so aptly wearing a mask and being a chameleon. I mean, you just constantly yes. change for the situation. I mean, when we went into family functions, some of my aunts knew, I mean, my dad's sisters knew behind the scenes, but we never complained about it. We always went in happy. So um, it, was, mm. it was, it was interesting. And I do often look back and say, wow, you know, I, I wish I was more in tune at that time because maybe I would have been a nutritionalist and helped a lot but of see, people. But see, you're blaming yourself way. again, right? Because yeah. like, it's funny that you say chameleon. That was going to be the original name of my podcast was the chameleon oh, show. Crazy. Yeah, the chameleon show, because that's what I felt like most of my life. I was a chameleon. I had to adapt to everything, you know, so quickly. But yeah, you can't blame yourself for that because I really like I was listening to your story and I'm thinking... If we could be like some of the listeners out there, why not be the person who can support? Like, let's not be the way those girls were to you. Let's not like if we see somebody that has put on weight, you don't know. It could be medication. It could be nothing. It could be an eating disorder. It could just be hereditary. It could be diabetes. It could like don't judge. Right. Right. Because if we could be more supportive and more accepting of people like that, perhaps this could have been prevented for you. Right. So true. And when you're a teenager, like you can't blame yourself for that. When you're in grade six and when you're a teenager is the the most influential time of people around you. Right. Yes. So don't blame yourself, you know, for that at all. You know, and the fact that it's so great that your brother was there for you and you sound like you've really turned that struggle into helping other people now. I love I love I love when people do this because we all have trauma, right? Mm-hmm. We all have these things that we struggle with. With you, it happened to be this, right? With somebody else, it's something else. And I love when people turn that into, you know, so I find that most of us want to help people that are a previous version of ourselves. So true. Right? So that's it's what I'm trying to do with the show. You're right. trying to help, like you've become now, okay, let's use food, 
not as a negative thing with our self-esteem and let's turn it into this whole body, mind, and soul. Let's turn it into, let's teach women that it's okay to be, you know, heavier. If you want to do something about it, you know, let's not, you know, let's not go down the same path. Now I can educate you and I can help you create healthy eating habits. And I think that's so great. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but now you're turning that message into something like, I love that people, you know, that you're helping other people because you've been there so people can relate to you. Yes. And now, you know, you can inspire so many people and say, Hey, I know how you felt. Like, I'm not somebody who's just trying to teach you this to have a career and have a job in health. Like I actually, I've been there and I have some vested interest in, you know, it makes me feel good when you succeed. It also heals you too, right? I was going to say, that's exactly the word I was going to say. It's a healing. It's, it's, it's totally a healing. I mean, when I drive away from these sessions, you know, even with my private clients, I've learned so much about myself, you know, I mean, you're like, wow, like, you know, okay, you know, I can't tell them right now, but they just helped heal me, you know, and eventually you do. I mean, eventually you say, I love that point because that brought, you know, accountability and, and, you know, some kind of introspection into my life. So mm-hmm. it is, it's healing, it's healing. It's letting go of hurt that maybe you felt because your parents didn't recognize the signs and symptoms right away, right away. It's, it's, it's hurt that you were placed in those, those situations where image was so important and that it was important to be validated. And those situations of, you know, your parents always want to do the best for you and they want to give you what they didn't have. And sometimes it may equate to they're trying to force their own personal beliefs maybe on you or, or their own, their own, you know, shortcomings on you, you know, and it's, it's really done from a place of love. And, you know, even with my dad and his drinking, I mean, he stopped eventually and we had hardcore conversations because I loved him. I loved the man. And I always felt that way, but I wanted to understand the why, why, why did you drink, you know? And it's, you know, it's, it's no wonder both his parents were alcoholics and he tried to better himself. It just didn't equate to that because I didn't know his past. I'm a child, you know, I didn't know where he started from, but it's that forgiving. And before my dad passed, you know, he sat down with each one of us and he wanted to know, did he make amends? Did he become a good father? And, um, you know, that was heart wrenching because of course I forgave him. I'm sort of the soft one. If you haven't, if you haven't found that out, I mean, of course I'm going <laughs> to forgive you. You know, it, it doesn't take away some of the residue and the resentment, but there's mm, nothing he could exactly. do about that anyway. That was, that's why it was so important for me to dig deep, reestablish my foundation and reestablish that message of self-love and self-acceptance and understanding the importance of that. I, you know, you can do anything if you are your own friend and you love yourself. And then from there, everything else, you know, opens up. And I just think that when you start also wanting to help others heal, it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, we just really, we identify and then you start attracting people like, you know, you and I got to meet, you attract people that are on that healing path, you know, and that process that want to also keep 
you know, loving each other and then helping each other through these things. And it just creates a less judgmental, you know, part of our world and just being able to say, you know what, maybe you don't want to be 110 pounds. You're okay with that, but you got some other stuff that we need to dig deep with so that you understand the whys of your behaviors. And maybe it's more about the health yeah, and the and weight, exactly what the number what is. is. The number on the scale does not define you. It sometimes is an indicator of other things going on. But I learned my whole life. I mean, I would not go to doctor's appointments because I didn't want to get on that scale. I didn't want to be judged. I, you know, would cowered away from anything that had to deal with a weigh-in or it was traumatizing to me. So I don't want that to be for other people. I want them to see that that's another healthy tool, you know, and that it's just one more thing to, to, so they can see their progress and that they can love themselves. When you do lose the weight or maybe you're happy just the way you are, um, it's more Mm -hmm. about how you feel about yourself. So if you feel okay with it, who cares what other people think? And you, you're already winning. You know, you're already accepting, like at the end of the day, as long as you can look at yourself in the mirror, that's how I look at it before I go to bed. Did I do something nice for somebody? Did I feel okay about who I was that day? You know, like I'm overweight and I don't necessarily love the way that I look, but I feel okay with it. I'd like to become more healthy, uh, obviously, because I think I've, you know, I'm not as healthy as I should be. But if I didn't lose the weight, I'd be okay right. with it as long as I was strong right. and I was healthier, you know, right. going back to what you said about your dad, it's funny how we mm-hmm. don't see our parents as people right. until we're adults. Like that's what happened to me. Like, I think our, our dads died around the same time and it wasn't until like I was an adult that I'm like, yeah, so maybe he's, you know, drinking or maybe he's doing this or doing mm-hmm. that because he's unhappy. Like it has nothing to do with me, you know, and looking at the person um, for themselves. And now I wish if I could have learned that earlier, perhaps, you know, and had the wisdom I have now, then I could have maybe helped instead of saying, you know, why are you doing this, 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 right? I could have been there maybe. That's one of the regrets I do have, but I'm learning, you know, you can't really do anything about it now, (laughs) you know. But it's true. We don't see our parents like they do what they can at the time, what they know. Right. So at the time they like you said, they're doing it out of love. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they don't want us to be made fun of. So they're like, okay, you really need to lose the weight. But they don't say it maybe in the best way. But I think our generation grew up a lot with um, self-image and magazines and, you know, this is how I should look and everything. And I look at my son's generation now, teenagers growing up, and I see two very different extremes. Like some of the kids that I talk to are like very, very happy with themselves. And whether they're overweight or they're not, or they're like, yeah, I love myself. I don't care what people think, which Mm -hmm. is great to see. And then the other extreme, like there's nothing in the middle. And then the other extreme, I see boys and girls starting at 10 years old saying, yeah, I'm fat Mm -hmm. and they weigh like 80 pounds. Mm -hmm. So it's so hard. I hope that they, you know, I hope that they will continue to learn to accept themselves because I think the new generation that's coming up, I think is more secure in in who they are. Yes, and even talking to them, I think that they're, because they're accepting of so many things, you know, they really... 
I mean, there's just not a, a group of people or a topic that they're not really accepting of. I mean, it's, it's, they've gone, I mean, they've just gone full force ahead and just, they like everybody, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Which is great. My parents' generation, maybe they weren't as accepting, like they didn't have computers. They weren't as open to single moms, single dads being like so many different things. And our kids from day one, like they don't think anything of your color or your sexual orientation or they don't think anything of it. Like yes. most of, you know, people right. are divorced. And they can see days. right through it. And they don't, they see right through it to the person. And it's, it's, yeah. it's almost like when you were a child and you liked everybody, you know, like you're in like preschool and grade school. And I always say to myself, like, when did we learn there was a difference? Like, I don't, like when you're little, I don't remember yes. people of any color. Do you know what I mean? We were just people and friends, you know? So, mm -hmm. so they really have held. Yes. We were taught to yeah. hate people. We were taught to, you know, and I think it comes from within. So the more we love ourselves, like you're saying, and the more we're in tune and secure with who we are, the more so accepting we are of other people. Right. Yeah. So and I think you can it all ties really in together with people that really need that extra hug that day, you know, or really tap into Mm. wow this person has so much we got to dig deep so they see it i mean you know people would always say to me you have all these gifts but you'll not you don't see them and it's it's interesting because then you see that in other people and you're like why don't they see what i see and it's it's all because of that that self-talk and that self-sabotage you know that they just they just don't get to see that really amazing person that um really doesn't need anybody else's acceptance and i'm not saying that you get to treat anybody any way you want that's not my point um it's but it is about you know being okay with you i mean really and and that's an ongoing i mean for me still i mean that's an ongoing battle i mean i journal i do you know my five little statements of gratitude at the end of the day um you know i keep trying to put out in the universe it's not about me you know it's really about the gifts I was given and how can I help others, but also continue to love myself. Mm -hmm. Cause we all have bad days, right? I mean, doesn't mean there are days I don't yeah, want to get out of bed. You just and then there's the other days that I can conquer, yes, exactly. you know? Exactly. The pep talk that you have to give yourself the whole entire day. I mean, it's not even to get you out of bed in the shower and to work. It's the whole day. And then just praying to God, thank God this day's over. Like, I can't wait to start tomorrow, you know? Ugh. So if you're listening, yeah, you're not alone in yes. that for sure. You know, and I saw the three things that people see, the first three things that people see when they see somebody so that they see first and first was color. Second was sex. And third was age. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't want to look at people like that. And you don't think of it. But the first thing you see is whether they're Asian, they're black, they're white. That's just your mind, you know. And I was very conscious of that for a couple of years. And now I try to see the first no. thing is how do people no. treat other people? That tells me, you know. The second thing that I do is try to see how do they live their life? Do they live their life the way that they preach, right? And the third thing is always, yes. you know, are they kind? Yes. Like I look at their eyes, you know, and you try not to, but it's funny because mm -hmm. they did this, this, uh, this poll, like this survey mm -hmm. or whatever it was. 
And uh, that's the three most important things. I said, whether you know it or not, these are the three things that you gravitate to, you know? So just, I try to change the way, now that I knew that, when the minute I read that, I tried to change and maybe not see appearance, you know? Because it was all about appearance, all three things, you know? Um, Color and then uh, male or female. And that's amazing that, you know, those three things and that you want to change that because so many people just continue doing that and i think too i i've i've always been do they have a sincere smile is there a twinkle in their eyes yeah the eyes say so much about a person and it's weird it's sort of you know your spidey sense that energy around them i mean there are some people you're around and i can't predict why or understand why but like the hair on my arms will stand up and other people I just want to run and give them a hug you know and sometimes I've done that you know like when you meet people you just give them yes yes but other people it's it's whatever you know and it's and even in that you don't want to be judgmental of course you want to get to know the underneath of why you have those feelings if you have the opportunity I mean you know if you're passing them by it's not like you're going to follow them and that would be awkward but I mean you know (laughs) but you want to you know really work on yourself and I think it does once again it begins and ends with trying to reset that foundation what how we were programmed to say I'm judging them as this but I may be losing out on an amazing person that Yes, exactly. And, you know, people, I grew up hearing, you know, first impressions, you know, you're going for a job interview, first impressions are the most important. I don't think they are. What if you meet somebody on the first day and it's a really bad day for them? Yeah. Like, I think you need to give people a second and third chance, you know? I do. And you're right. So I love what you're doing. No, no. And I love what you're doing because you're really teaching the like you were saying how it's so connected, right? With the mind, the body, the spirit, because you aren't really going to be able to change anybody's eating habits, anybody's mindset. If, if people are still procrastinating and coming up with excuses, if they don't love themselves enough, they're never going to make a change, whether it's a health change or a weight change or anything, right? A negative to positive. Why would they, if they don't care enough about themselves, you know? So I'm wondering what would be the first step to getting like one of your clients there? Like for somebody that maybe knows what, like wants it, but maybe is not willing to put in the work yet because they don't think they can There's a couple things. I mean, if I'm I'm working with them individually, it's it's the, the first thing is usually about what their goals are. And, mm. um, you know, sort of rating, there's like a wheel and it, and it rates like the different areas of your life, right? Because we're not just like a, a body, we're many things. So, you know, spiritually, are we where we want to be? You know, and you sort of like rank it in this wheel and then we set goals from there. Okay, let's set goals for the first month. Let's set goals for the next three months because you have to have those little steps. You can't just go in and conquer it, you know, because they will run that you won't hear from them. I've had clients that sign up and then all of a sudden there's these excuses. Like all of a sudden they're the busiest person on the planet. And I know better because I know their schedule, but why am I going to (laughs) force them? You know, I mean, they're not ready, but all I can do is first and foremost, be accountable to them and have them be accountable to themselves. They're not hurting me when they cancel. They're hurting themselves because they're delaying one more day of getting to a happier them. So that's that's the biggest goal. Um, for weight loss, it's, you know, 
whatever your weight loss is, it might just be, I want to lose five pounds, but I want to build endurance or I want flexibility or I want to just increase drinking water. Well, let's, let's do that. Let's set goals then, you know, I mean, not everybody's going to chug a gallon of water a day, although it's recommended, it's hard. So let's start with, you know, one of my clients recently was a big game changer um, for her because she has a lot of health issues, but drinking six glasses of water a day was huge. And I mean, I went out and I bought her this fun little colorful mug thing that she can, she's in a wheelchair. So, you know, we put it in a wheelchair, but it reminds her of somebody loved me and I have this container and it's, it's just this, you know, it's just this bottle that I have to keep filling up. It's 20 ounces at a time. So I think that's the biggest thing is those baby steps but being accountable to each other. So I now started some accountability groups and it's, it's fun because you check in every day. You know, these are the yeah, things that so I important. said. Yes, it's huge. And it's huge that you know you have a support system. Everybody's going to say it. And I love the true confessions. Like today I had a really bad day and I pretty much ate myself through the entire day. You know, and it's bad and you feel bad, but you can chuckle a little bit because you've had those days, you know, like yes. bad day. So I, I ate brownies. I had wine. I did all of these things. But the cool thing is knowing the next day, you're going to try a little harder. You're going to infuse maybe a couple more vegetables that day versus the chips, you know, and just figuring out what your triggers are. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Going. Exactly. And finding healthy options, you know, like let's find a healthy replacement. That's, that's a- Yeah. And I'm part of some accountability groups. And let me tell you, they really help because when I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing, um, just saying it out loud, I, I get a little embarrassed. Yeah, right? you're cringe. So, yeah, but just hearing me, like just hearing myself say it out loud, yes. it's like, yes. yeah, I don't want to go through this next no. week. Like I want, like I have an accountability group for business. Mm-hmm. I have one interviewer that I just, mm-hmm. I just interviewed a couple of days ago and he was about gratitude and he, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I could practice that a little more. And ever since our interview, every That's day hysterical. he texts me, so what it. are your three things, you know? It's, it. He's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, but he's, now I'm, after three days, I'm like, well, I don't need to wait for him. Like, I, I don't need a babysitter. Like, I don't need to wait yeah. for him to send it to me. I'm just going to do it, you know? Exactly. And then you just get into the habit of it. But I think hearing yourself say it, like, I failed today, you know, not a failure but at all. I'm not a failure. The beautiful thing is you get, you get to pick yourself up. So many people sabotage, you know, um, diets or exercise because they give up. I didn't work out today, so I'm going to just blow off the rest of the week. Well, why? Why do that? You don't have to necessarily, you know, bench press a quadrillion pounds. It might just be you go outside and take a quick walk. It's just, you know, it's, it's just like you said, forgiveness, be, you know, and just be patient with yourself and just say, okay, I got this. Like the worst that's going to happen is today. I didn't work out. I did not drink 64 glasses of water today or ounces and tomorrow I'm going to do better, but yeah, you know, but you have to challenge yourself too. I think sometimes we find excuses to allow ourselves to, to, you know, not grow. And I think the big part is we can do better, you know, and it's for ourselves. It's not to prove it to anybody else. It's 
water's great for you. Vegetables are great for you. You know, it's, it's not, we get rebellious sometimes or we start that process of, I didn't really even like that group anyway. I didn't even like, you know, those exercises. I didn't, you find all of the things that you didn't like because ultimately you didn't like how you showed up and you didn't like how you participated and you still don't like yourself. And I think that's the biggest part of it. It's just baby steps. We didn't start this foundation overnight for, for God's sakes. It was, you know, since childhood, it's going to take a little bit. And you know what? Our thoughts and beliefs might change in another year or so. I mean, we're always yes. evolving. So what's important today might not be important next year. So I think it is, it's constantly, you know, just being mindful and growing, um, being kind to each other and yeah, accepting and helping others too, because you know what, if, if you're going through this or if I'm going through this, I guarantee you there's at least one other person that just is going through the same thing and, and needs that little push and that help. Mm -hmm. accepting yes and when you're down on yourself sometimes I find it because we all do that sometimes and I think you know I'm saying all these negative things to myself but if I had my best friend sitting across from me and she, it was mm -hmm. her who was saying this to me what kind of advice would I give her mm -hmm. and then take that, that and why not give we just it to don't yourself, listen to ourselves right? that's the so thing sometimes you we know, no, That's but we can thing. give the best advice to other people. Yeah. And I think, you know, having a coach is great. I know not everybody can afford to have a coach, but if you can, it really does make a difference. Um, for those of you who um, are not able to get a coach, then accountability groups, like you said, is the next best thing because if you have to, it's not really answering to somebody, yeah. but you're all yeah. going for the same goals. You know what I mean? Like I have an accountability mm -hmm. group that's a business group, but we all have very different interests mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. the same. Like not everybody has the same goal in the group. You can just find a group as long as they're like, okay, so, right. you know, you have to say what you did that day, what you didn't do and be, right. and be open to knowing that you you know, they love you, but they're going to put in you a loving there, way, you know, but, but you're going to put called you out. And then exactly. the thing, if you, you can't know. find a group, create your own group. You know, if there's a, if there's something you're searching for, you know, yes. or even if oh, I'm listening, I, I'm searching for this kind of group, or you know, would you think about having a private Facebook group for this topic? I mean, this is how it's all formed, you know. And I think that you know, every yes, I mean, you you need to. I have love my that. group, and I think yeah. that if you can't find it, create your own. I mean, I I didn't know That's about perfect. these groups, you know, before. So it's this is an amazing time where there's so much at our fingertips as well as also becoming your own leader and helping others that's amazing you sound like you really love what you're doing what's your favorite that part what's your favorite thing moment when you see the smile on their face and they're proud of themselves that's or they can mm. answer their own questions finally you know they like they, they have all the answers and i'm like you're such a pro you you did amazing and that's that's the amazing part of every time you see somebody seeing that growth and um seeing their excitement of of wanting to just live each and every day because people get really down and out and if we could just reach out to that person on that day and say tomorrow's going to be better i promise you it's just about holding on to that next day and just believing it's going to be better.
that's it. And, and, and knowing there are people that, that are there for you. And maybe you're having a bad week. That's okay too. <laughs> you know, you could be having you know? a bad year. We've all had years that you just, you roll into and you were so happy, you know, on new year's day that it's a new year. And that second day into <laughs> it, you're like, I am so done for this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, and if you do feel like that and you feel alone, sometimes people don't know. So they don't reach, they don't try to reach you, try to reach out to them yeah. because not everybody can see, you know, we have such good masks and sometimes we're like, well, why can't that person see that I really need them? And it's like, it's not, they're not mind readers. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need something or you need somebody, you know, try to find even a little bit of that courage and that voice to ask somebody because there, there may be, you may be surrounded with people who love you and who want to help you, but if they can't tell, cause you're, you're hiding it so well, then you're not going to get the help you need. Right. You need to find exactly. a voice and, and ask. Yeah. Whether if it's self-esteem exactly. or your weight or your health yeah. or your yeah. thoughts, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter it is. what it it's, is. It's right? that awareness. I love what you're doing, Janine. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking what, you know, your traumas and the things that you went through in life. And I'm sure it was not easy as a young girl, you know, and you said you went into your twenties and thirties and, and thank you also for all the people out there who are helping people like me and like Janine go through yes. our things and being there for us yes. too. Right. Yeah. So be that person, be yes. that person who's reaching out. Yeah. And I hope, you know, I'm hearing more and more people turning their challenges into um, their careers and their jobs. And it's really uh, changing, you know, let your job be more than just a job, like go out, help people and, and create new um, communities of people like you did, you know, and I love what you're doing. I love that you used your life and now you're And I love everything you're doing. So I'm so excited that, you know, we got to connect and, and hopefully through all of this, we can keep helping others, you know, really heal themselves, but then in return, help others. Cause that's really what it's about. Yes. And then as you're helping Love others, it. you'll Absolutely. still keep healing. Like it's Love like a two way, a two way thing. It's cheaper yes. than therapy girl. I'm telling you just yes. t have conversations with people. And sometimes you get the best results that way. And you can see yourself in other people and say, yeah. wow, that's yeah. where I started. You know, and if That's I can it. do it, and then it, you, you see the sparkle it, right? in them, and it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you of so much course. for coming on Absolutely. today. Absolutely, I, I would love to come back. So you just. <laughs> <laughs> it's always open. Oh, My house is right your house, girl. No you. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've now interviewed um I don't know over 30 people and I say I have 30 new friends you know because honestly I've been in touch kept in touch with everybody and we're just growing our relationships and it is it's fantastic it's and no, people from around the so world nice. you know? and I'm so blessed to have you it's as amazing. my new friend so <laughs> oh me too thank you <laughs> thank you and keep thank doing you, the work you you're too. doing we'll okay be talking soon thank you Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.